This is Floyd Hughes, pastor of Crossroads Community Church of Jefferson Hills. I just wanted to share about my new book, Act Like an E-Christian. The E stands for evangelical. And despite what you may have heard, evangelical Christianity has nothing to do with politics. It has to do with the reason the body of Christ exists, sharing the gospel. My book, a devotional based on the book of Acts, prayerfully encourages Christ followers to return to our evangelical roots of sharing the gospel with folks in our circles of influence. It's available on Amazon in paperback and for Kindle, and you can pick up a copy today. Thanks and God bless. You're the coolest. No, you're the coolest. No, you're the coolest. Okay, I'm the coolest. Floyd Hughes from Crossroads Community Church in Jefferson Hills, and with me is Mark Berkshire with Mark Berkshire Ministries in Fairchance, Pennsylvania. And today we're doing a twofer, actually a threefer. <laughs> yeah. uh, 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 it is the National Day of Prayer, so we're going to start off talking about that. Uh, the bulk of our conversation is going to be about what to do uh, and how do people of faith respond to ungodly governance, not governments, governance, when uh, the people or uh, whether it be local government, state government, federal government, uh, when you feel that their policies and procedures are in conflict uh, with the way the people of God should be living. But then we're going to end on a positive note talking about Mother's Day because we feel we need some happy stuff after that. That was Mark's idea. I was like, let's talk about Mother's Day first. He's like, no, we're probably going to need to save the positive stuff till the end. <laughs> so let's start talking about the National Day of Prayer, which um, has contributed to me just not being in a good place today. Um, just because I just, I just feel like there's not a lot of, I've always felt like this since I moved here, not to blame it on Pittsburgh, but there's just not a lot of focus on the National Day of Prayer. And in my head, it's the one day when even atheists are like, hey, shouldn't you Christians be out praying? And we're not. And I don't, I don't, I just don't understand why. And something you said during one of the, uh, one of the Bible studies on prayer is that that's like our most valuable resource or weapon. It's the, it's the biggest tool in a Christian's arsenal. And we like, you know, leave it sitting on the porch. Yeah, we and do. I, just, I don't understand that. So it frustrates me. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, you know, I spent 19 years like you down around the DC area. I was on the Maryland side of it, not the Virginia side. But um, we would go down to the mall almost every day of prayer. And yeah. there was a big, big event down on the mall. And at the Capitol, we have a bunch of people come to the Capitol and pray. This year, for the first time, they didn't. They, there's nothing at the Capitol. There's nothing on the mall for a National Day of Prayer. I and I, I expected that just seeing you know all the policies Biden has put in place, limiting yeah you know, gatherings and all that stuff. Yeah, but the the states that do have like you know you were saying that in Uniontown they they were still going to have something. We yeah, have four never this afternoon we're having something. Yeah, we've never had anything in this area. And yeah. when, and I'm not trying to like make it all about me, but when I've tried to reach out to other pastors and say, Hey, let's get, put something together. 
no one wants to. And I don't, I don't understand yeah. that. And it's not like we need, I, I think a few years ago, one group of pastors, uh, when I suggested, they were like, well, we need six, you know, four or five, maybe six months to, to put together something like this. I was like, this is what we do for a living. We plan we services every single week. It's in our blood. You know, someone drops a dime. We can plan a service around that. Yeah. We don't need six months. We just need other people willing to say, yeah, let's do it. So I, it, yeah. it, it frustrates me. The National Day of Prayer, much like everything else in, in our Christian walk, has become hijacked by the woke people in the church. They find some reason why we shouldn't go and pray. Um, or they find that, especially last year and this year, um, you know, you're going to get the virus. We're going to just spread the virus if we gather together and pray. Well, there's Zoom, there's uh, other ways to do prayer other than getting into a room. I mean, the one thing that this pandemic or, well, we'll still call it a pandemic. Uh, one thing that this thing has shown me is that the church is not the four walls or the building we go to. Exactly. I think that's not the church. I, I, I think part of my frustration as well is I get, you know, covid gatherings all that stuff but i even suggest hey let's just do a, a zoom thing i mean no one has to literally go anywhere and then you know get a bunch of pastors uh it'd be better if it's instead of just from one area from like around the nation because it's a national day of prayer around the nation from all different parts of the countries on one zoom call we just each stream that to share that to our Facebook page while it's happening. And instantly you have around a nation and the response was, well, first there was no response. Yeah. And then one response was, why would we do that when we can just go pray locally? I'm like, why yeah. wouldn't you do both? Why are you right. limited to one? We have gotten, and, and this is, I don't know if I'm conveying the message in our Bible studies, we've been doing a Bible study on Tuesday nights on prayer for those of you who don't know, <laughs> but uh, I've been trying to convey the importance of prayer. You know, we have, we, we take prayer for granted. We take God for granted. You know, I, I think it was Tuesday night that I said, you know, we, we get into this habit of, just the using God prayers. When we get in trouble, we call out to God to help us. Or when we're diagnosed with something and we're, we're, you know, we're up against that wall, we cry out to God. The national day of prayers to come together and pray for our country, pray for each other, but also pray, praise God and, and give thanks to God that we live in a country that we can still call a national day of prayer and go to it. There's still people that want to call this a Christian country. And my question to them is, and I know we might get some hate mail because of this um, from the three people that listen, yeah. but my question to them is <clears throat> what do we do here that makes us a Christian country that no other country in the world is doing? 
Yeah. I mean, we, we, we say we're a Christian country, but what, uh, we don't have a government that's a Christian government that bows to almighty God. We don't, we don't, we don't, we don't gather and pray. Uh, what do we do in this country that would say, yes, we, we have Christians in this country, but there are Christians in every country in the world. So, and I'll take it a step further than that. And probably, like you said, we're going to get hate mail from the three people that we have, but we have people who call themselves, you said it, we have people who call themselves Christians, but they are not Christ followers. We do not have a lot of Christ followers in this country. We have a lot of people that love the idea of going to church, love the idea of having worship time, love the idea of, of getting you know into a building and getting a bunch of people riled up. But that's not church. And that's and, not what Christ followers should be doing. Right. That's not following Christ. Uh, there's not a place in the Bible where you can go and show where Jesus said, do that. Yeah. To show that you're a follower of me. Not one. So um, I, I, I think it was in my sermon that I did on Sunday where I said, you know, the difference between the persecuted church and our church here in America or around is that we have bought into the institution of Christianity and the persecuted church, they bought into God as a living being and someone that they have a true relationship with. Yeah, I, I would, I would you know. agree with that. And, and, I, and we call ourselves a Christian country and, and a country under God only because we still have the freedom to go to church. We still have church buildings. We still have 10,000 denominations that we can choose from. That's what we call Christianity. In but it's not what God calls being a Christ follower. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, okay. So before anyone complains also, so yes, um, I know no one probably watched it, but I did post a prayer, invited people to pray with me. I'm, I'm, I'm one of the people, yes, I'm going to gripe about it, but I'm also going to try to do something about it. So after no one wanted to, I couldn't get any other pastors to pray with me. I just did it myself, live streamed that. Uh, and I encourage you guys to do the same. Just live stream a video of you praying. Put yeah. it on your Facebook page, your 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 Twitter, your do a TikTok of it, something, and say I'm doing this because it's a National Day of Prayer. Yeah, and just and just just pray. If nothing else, post make a post on Facebook that says today is National Day of Prayer. Let's pray for our country. I mean, that's doing something. Yeah. Now, yeah. the sad part is, and this is my fault. I'm probably not going to get this posted till tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. That's okay. The sentiment is there. Um, yeah. And we were uh, supposed to do this on Tuesday. We'll say that. Yeah, that, that that's true. We were trying to do this, but th we, we both had so much going on. Maybe yeah. I just had so much going on. I couldn't. couldn't well, I, I did too. I wasn't finished with Tuesday night's Bible study yet. When we were supposed to be doing this. 
Um, so now we're going to move on to uh, what's going to take up the bulk. I thought this would take up the bulk of our conversation, but that took up a lot of our conversation. Uh, and that is what to do. Uh, how do people of faith respond uh, to ungodly governance? And what brought this up is while we were trying to you know, figure out what we were going to talk about, and I've shared before, we'll usually pick a topic um, and say, yeah, that works. And then we don't, we don't have any questions about it. We just start talking about it and let the spirit lead. Uh, and while we we're trying to pick up a topic, uh, Mark brought up a bill that's being in it. I believe it passed. Is it passed the Senate and now it's in the House? Yeah, or it's passed the House and now it's in, one of the two. One of the two. Yeah, uh, it's called HR five, um, and we were talking about it. And and I initial Google search of it, I was like, oh, this doesn't look too bad. It just you know talks about. Um, rights for uh, LGBTQIA or whatever the other letters are, uh, people and um, stuff like that. And Mark is like, no, here it also talks about this, this, this. So I had to dig deeper and I found more information about it. Now, I, I got to be upfront. Again, we may lose all three of our followers because my stance as from what I could read of the bill, and I don't know if I've read all the bill, um, I, I used to consult with the government uh, with an organization called Catapult Technologies and worked with Accenture and uh, a company called Accenture in consulting with the government uh, from an HR standpoint. Uh, and our goal was to take policies and issues that people were having problems with. Sorry, my phone's ringing in the background. And then to... Um, come up with solutions to those problems and then take those and roll those out into policy so they wouldn't happen again. We were on a team called Special Handling Team. Um, so I am not a government lawyer person. Don't know, I don't speak government ease, uh, but- Neither um, do I. <laughs> yeah, but I, I do have a background in looking at issues and saying, okay, how can we make this work, fix the problem and then roll out a policy that works for everyone. So. Um, as I looked through what I could find of HR5, um, there were parts of it, and again, this is going to get me some hate. Uh, I love the Lord, um, but there are parts of it that I wouldn't expect anything less from our nation and from our current government. Uh, because if we have a government that acknowledges uh, certain things that aren't of God, then I wouldn't, I mean, I would expect, yeah, that government is going to put forth bills like that. Um, yeah. So go ahead, and, go ahead. And the only thing that scares me about this bill is that it puts the church, and I've got my hand parentheses going up, it's got the, or hand quotes going up, it's got the church backed into a corner in a lot of, See, a this, lot of the this is where I'm, I'm, and again, I, I could only root I could find. I didn't find, I found a lot of where they went back to the, uh, was it the Equality Act or the? Yeah, that's what this is. It is, it is the Equality Act. Yeah, it went back into the, no, it went back into the Civil Rights Act. Right. And it changed a lot of the verbiage from sex to 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 
sex or and I can't remember exactly, but to make it more gender fluid for their concept of gender right. today, which is whatever. So it wasn't limiting in that aspect. Right. Uh, it also federalized. Um, it made it illegal for I didn't see anything about the church. I did see where it made it illegal for any government facility, anyone receiving government funds, any government contractors to discriminate based on LGBTQIA, and, and that includes the church. That includes if you if you have a tax exempt number, and you are a tax exempt organization who does weddings, who does you know perform services that that would bind two people together, um, you could lose your tax. Which I personally don't think is a bad thing, but that's that's my personal. Thing. Well, I'm. This is where I'm. I'm. I'm not quite sure because I didn't see anything about that. It wasn't targeting anyone who receives tar- tax exempt status. Yeah. It was only targeting anyone <laughs> who receives federal funding or works for the federal government or with the yeah. federal government. But Charlie- I do see where. Someone might think, and it's possible that someone could make a long reach legally and apply that to the church, even though I didn't see any verbiage specifically yeah. about the church. Charlie Kirk, um, who has a, um, a podcast daily, lasts for like three hours. Um, he did a whole big thing on it, and he had some of the some of the people come in from. Um, the Freedom Alliance, uh, Liberty Freedom Alliance, some of the big lawyers that are Christian lawyers that fight these kinds of things. And they were the ones who were putting it forth in the the overall picture. It doesn't look bad, but when you get down into the actual nitty gritty bill, it has underlying things in it to where you know, we're not allowed as pastors, we would not be allowed to stand in the pulpit and preach on homosexuality if we had a negative tone to, towards it. We would be considered being racist and uh, bias and all of the other terms, prejudice, which there's not a lot, of, well, uh, yeah, I'm going to say it. There's not a lot of preachers who are preaching that anyways. Well, I'm, I, I think we're afraid. We're afraid to call sin, sin. And that's that's the problem that I think. And it's not just the administration that's in there now. It's society. You know? Yeah, I well, I, 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 I think that. And again, they they know more than me. I just didn't see any of that verbiage yeah. in the bill, but that doesn't mean that the verbiage that's in there can't be used to get to wherever to wherever that is, and that's not the intent because we've seen that with many things that stuff. yeah put forth. Um, but I I I think this is where, and I'm just going to throw this out there. I would not. I, I'm not shocked. Because that's the government that was elected. 
Yeah. And pretty and, much that's what that government was elected to do. So and, I, I don't yeah. think we can be shocked if we, if we, you know, we go out in the middle of a campground, leave open food and there's signs that say, be careful of bears, they will attack. And we leave open food and then the bears come and they attack. I don't think we can be shocked. No, no, we can't be. And, and I don't care whether it's Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, I don't care who's in the White House. If thing, these things are going to go on because the root problem is not the law. The root problem is not the laws that are being made. The root problem is the sin that is in the world that has overtaken everything. And that is always going to be the problem. Well, I'm going to go one step further and say it's not just the sin. It's the lack of Christ followers uh, doing what God told us to do uh, so that we can not combat the sin, but be his voice in the world. And let me say there are some good Christian Christ followers in the government. I don't want to blanket the whole government as not being Christ followers. Because there are some good Christ followers. The problem is they're they're speaking up, but the voices that are much louder than them are keeping them down. Well, I'm gonna say that they're not speaking up. Yeah, and 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 what what I hear, and I'm not the catch-all be-all because I don't listen to every politician, but what I hear from them is. I don't hear them speaking up against sin. I hear them speaking out against policies that they don't agree with. Those are two totally different things. And even though it may be a sinful policy, if the only time you're speaking out is just against this policy that violates, you know, your political party, that's not speaking out against sin. There's a young congressman from North Carolina or South Carolina. South Carolina. What's that? South Carolina. Yeah, he does. He has come on different talk shows that I've listened to that and really put forth that if it is not Christ worthy, he is not voting for it. And there you go. That's that's and, all. And, and that's, and that's, all that's but that's one person, you know, and there's there's several in Congress like that. But that's one guy that is willing to stand up. Yeah, one guy take, out of 400 and something Congress is know, not going to do anything. It's not going to do and anything. That's why it's up to the it's up to us to not sit back and say that well, Christians shouldn't be involved in politics anyways. That's not true. I mean, Daniel was involved in politics. Joseph was involved in politics. Paul was involved in politics. Um, you know, there, there's biblical stance to stand on we should be involved. Well, and, but, and there's no biblical stance to stand on to say we should not be involved. Exactly. Not exactly. Not one. So I don't see how we can blame it on anybody but ourselves if we are Christ followers and we're not doing something, even if it's about prayer, even if it's about the day of prayer, like you said, 
if we are Christ followers, we should be doing something. Okay, so let me ask you this, because uh, otherwise I was in my head just thinking up seven other things to gripe and complain about. Um, right, and I don't want to be yeah, so, so let's get to the, the point of why we do this podcast. How can people of faith respond when governments, whether it be local government, you know, because there are a lot of local people that are mm. complaining about open the schools, this, that, and the other, or, or whatever, not saying that that's a Christian issue or whatever, but just whether it be local government, state governments. And we have we have the 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 um, blessing of being able to have a say in every aspect of government, mm. school board, local municipality, um, uh, state senate, um, the, the federal senate, the congressional level. So how can people of faith respond to ungodly governance? When, when bills are being put forth like this, that we're like, hey, doesn't feel like that 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 jives with the word of God, or it's in direct contrast to, to the word of God. Number one is what I always say. The very first thing we should do is pray about it. Ask God, what can I do? How can I make a difference in this in this little world of mine? How can I make a difference in my circle of influence, as you would say? But pray about it. If you're not praying about it, we have no right to go and try to change anything. If we have not brought it before the Father, we can't expect him to help us. And I also think it's important to pray about it because we may get our all riled up and God say, don't waste time on that. That's there's yeah. nothing you can do about it. It's not exactly. worth fighting about. Or, hey, Floyd, you got it wrong. That's not a sin issue. Yeah. You know, there's nothing you can do about that. Right. And, and, and that, that's, that's why we need to pray about it. So yeah. pray about it. Seek God's word about it. Um, if it doesn't line up with what God says, then we need to say, we got to do something. If it's writing letters, if it's, you know, calling somebody, if it's visiting in the office, sometimes God's going to make us go and do something. Um, um, so pray about it. That's one. Pray. Um, what's another one? Behave like a Christian. Well, that's important okay. one. <laughs> Instead of flying off the handle, you know, talk to someone, talk to the people on the other side. Find out why they believe what they believe without fighting about what they believe and what you do. Believe it or not, we probably have more in common as individuals than not have anything in common. I would also add, not just talk to the other individuals who feel that way, but talk to your local uh, congressional state, whatever. Yeah. They all have Twitter accounts, phone numbers, offices, email addresses, and they all claim to want to hear from their people. Uh, if, if everyone, Republican, Democrat, or whatever, every time something came up that went against God's will, and the actual people who claim to be Christ followers actually responded vocally and physically showed up at their office saying, no, uh, this is not what we want. 
Um, sometimes you can find out um, that, oh, well, what they're trying to achieve can be achieved a different way. Right. So not, I mean, some, some, and, and again, this is probably a bad example, but, you know, they're trying to prevent uh, um, transgender and, and, and all those other letter people from being discriminated against. But in doing so, they're also setting up, you know, um, a limitation. So I don't have, I, you know what, I, I, I'm not transgender, I'm not gay. Uh, I, I believe that, you know, God, God's intention is for same-sex marriages. However, I don't want anyone who's transgender or gay or whatever they are to be discriminated against to be beaten, to be like, hey, you can't right. get a job because of this is the sexual lifestyle you chose. I don't, I don't want to see them go through that. No, I don't either. And, and you know, like I've said before, I have family that are. Yeah, so do I. Are yeah. gay. And, you know, I, I, I'm very cautious when I talk about it because yeah. we are not to, to hate anyone. Exactly. And we, we are not to hate anyone as a Christ follower. We are to love everyone. And I know this is this is again, I'm trying to say this carefully, like you said, so we don't end up getting people misconstruing what I'm saying. Because sometimes people take if you don't hate it, that means you're for it. That that and, no. and that should not be the Christian view. The Christian view should be, hey, whether you're gay, black, white, Indian, American, you know, sex, whatever, um, God loves you and wants you to live in accordance with his will. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I want you to be discriminated against when you go for a job based on your sexual orientation. Right. I don't think that's that's right. I don't think you should be. I don't either. I mean, I'm against same-sex marriage because the Bible's against it. That is plain and simple. It's there, you know. So that's black and white. I can I can stand on grounds that that's why I don't want to participate in a same sex marriage ceremony, you know. <laughs> um, but if someone came to me and asked me, I would tell them, no, I cannot do your wedding. But at the same time, I would also say, but that doesn't mean. I don't love you as a person. Yeah, I would, I would, I would, it, it, it's kind of like if someone came to me and said, Hey, can I help give United States secrets to a foreign government? No, I can't. That'd be treason against my government. So yeah. in the same way, me performing a same sex marriage would be a violation or treason against my God, which I, right. I don't, our country. And, and people are going to hate me for this, but I really don't care how you have sex and who you have sex with. That's not my business. Right. That's between right. you and them and God. and God. That's not my business. Right. My business is to share with you God's love. And if right. you're a Christian, then to show you, well, here's the way we do things, not because I think so, but because this is yeah. the way God says. This is how he wants us to, like you said, how he wants us to act and behave like a Christ follower. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, I'll go, to, I'll go further because people have said to me, well, how can you love them? Jesus would never love them. Jesus met a woman at a well who was a whore, had many wives, was living with someone that wasn't her husband, 
and he still offered her water. Yeah. And I, I would ask them, show I mean, me, show me the verse that says Jesus wouldn't love them. Cause I don't, I don't yeah. see that anywhere. No, Jesus is love. The whole, and the, the whole, the whole he, thing you know, is love. And he died for us. Everyone in the universe makes it hard to say, except there's no, except this, this, this in the Bible. Right. Granted, right. he may not condone their lifestyle, but he still loves them. And yeah. um, I want to clarify again, in case anyone kind of like turned away to grab a sandwich and only heard part of this, we're not condoning same sex relationships or marriages from God's perspective, but we are saying that we should not hate on the people that engage in those activities. That's right. not our job. That's not our responsibility. Our responsibility is to share God's love with them, show them God's love. If they step across the line of faith to become a Christian, then to instruct them. And here's how God says that we, you know, here's what godly behavior looks like. But here's the thing. If they're not Christians, why would I hate on them Yeah, for doing what non-Christians do? Because if you're not a Christian, it's okay to have sex with whoever you want as many times as you want as many people as you want because that's that's yeah. what they do so I, I i i can see where a law that says let's 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 tighten the reins and make sure we're not discriminating on these type of people comes into play uh, i'm not saying i'm in favor of the law i'm not in favor of anything that can potentially be used against the people of god but um i can see where people make a law like that yeah. And, and and because of these laws coming around, even the Equality Act and, and some of these other laws that are being talked about uh, and thrown around in in Congress and Senate wherever, um, they may not have anything to do with me personally, but they have something to do with the Word of God or how we can uh, the freedom we have to continue to be the Christ followers that God intended us to be. We've never seen the persecution of Jews and Christians in this country like we're seeing now. And it started with, you know, shutting down, wearing masks, the whole nine yards of this pandemic has really started a culture war so to speak because now you got people that don't want the vaccine do want the vaccine we're only open to church if you have the vaccine we're keeping the church shut because nobody wants to get the vaccine nobody wants to wear a mask but you know we have to wear a mask that's not church that's not what we are called to do we are called to love one another period and, you know, Paul, Paul said in Romans 12, um, let love be without hypocrisy. Do you get that? Let love be without hypocrisy. You and know, I, I, I think our, 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 well, let me do this. Let me, let me say this. Cause, I, um, so one, go back and let me just capture one, pray one, talk to people and, and then another, uh, talk to, uh, state local congressional leaders um find out you know what's the purpose of this bill and is there another way that was one of the things i loved about daniel is um he talked to 
the eunuch officials over him yeah. and said, Hey, I see what they're trying to achieve. Let's try to achieve this another way. Yeah. Um, but, and, and then I would say to talk, talk to your pastor. If your pastor's not looking at this or looking at, at anything that's going on around us in government, if he's blind, put blinders on to all of that, ask him why he has his blinders on. Well, I'm also going to say, I'm going to blame the pulpit again, that uh, the pulpit has contributed largely to this because yes, have. Uh, it's, it's and, I'm, and, and I don't mean because they're not speaking out against sin. I mean, because when they do speak out against sin, it comes across as hate. The pulpit yes. is the one who largely influenced this and had family members kicking their other family members out of the house because they were claiming they were gay or transgender or whatever, yeah. instead of, because if that were the case, God should have kicked all of us out and killed all of us because the way the penalty for sin is death and we should all be dead. But that's not what he modeled for us. What he modeled for us is going the extra mile to love us in spite of our sin, the thing that separated us from him. And that's not what the pulpit did. And not every pulpit did that. But then the pushback is, then that's why the governments and lots of people look at the church as hypocritical and hateful and bigoted and racist and sexist and all this other stuff because of those type of stances. So, um, yeah, we, we've got to teach from the pulpit the right way to handle this, the right <laughs> way to handle any sin. And that is through the love of Christ. You cannot do it any other way. Yeah, it's speaking the truth in love, but speaking the truth. Um, and I know you and I have talked about this before. There are lots of people, pastors, uh, and this is and not just the government. Lots of people are pushing back on this because I've seen yeah. a lot of posts where a lot of um, people, they're having their YouTube channels, churches, and their Facebook pages shut down. And it's not just because they're like, oh, you said homosexuality is a sin. Yeah. It's the difference and the tone you used in hating on homosexuals. And I just watched a video where, you know, some people, some, some pastor was like hating on Democrats because, you know, they're claiming that Biden, and of course you go back days later, his channel shut down because he was promoting false information that couldn't be verified. Yeah. yeah oh, you know, whatever. Yeah. And it, it, there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, I, I, I think they should do more verification of the election. I don't think everything went off without the hitch. There's yeah. a difference between saying that and saying all Democrats are liars who stole the election, blah, 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 blah. And, and I'll go a step further than that. I'm not a Biden person. I will never be a Biden person. But it's not because of Biden the man. It's because of the policies that he has. Um, I don't care if it's Democrat, Republican, or whatever. If their platform is not biblical, a biblical standing platform, I'm going to go. And I'm not saying Republicans are perfect because they're not, but they're closer to what God's word is in their platform than what the Democrats are. You know, I, I could never vote for someone who calls abortion 
fine. Just and I, and I, somebody. And I, you know? I no, I think you're absolutely right. And I think and, the flip side of that is the like the Democrats who say, well, I look past that and I'm never going to vote for someone who, you know, pick a thing that Republicans. Right. Yeah. So it, it, it's and again, it, it's, but, I think it's the job of the church to be the voice of hope and reason. Yeah, and, and we got to we've got to remember this is not our this is not our world. We're in this world, and we're of this world. Or how, what's the verse? We're of this world, but we're not in this world. Our kingdom, we're passing through. Our kingdom is yet to come. You know, we are citizens of heaven. We gave up, when we become a child of God, we give up all rights. And that doesn't mean we become floor mats and let everybody walk over us, but we give up all of our rights. Yeah, we become, we're, we're we, part of a, a, an existing kingdom that already right. exists. That's where our allegiance and primary yeah. allegiance should lie. And, but I'm going to bring up uh, um, something because in, in, and I shared this somewhere else, but in one of your sermons on uh, Sunday, you talked about the fact that there was a woman, um, what was her name? Helen. Helen. Who, when she was being beaten uh, because of her faith, mm -hmm. uh, looked at her, the people that were beating her, I think she said wooden sticks or, or bats. Bats. Wooden, wooden bats. bats. As they were beating her, she looked at the men who were beating her and said, hey, I don't hate you. Because you have a job to do. Yeah. But she also said, I have a job to do as well. And that like struck me because I yeah. feel like we are not doing our job. We're so yeah. focused on protecting the way things are. We've gotten so comfortable that we want to protect, you know, either our Democratic or our Republican you know, way of life, yeah. have we forgotten our primary responsibility is to promote and proclaim the godly way of life? Yeah. The, the way Helen said it was in the middle of this beating. I mean, she, she's been beaten. First of all, the, the cell that she's in is a shipping, a middle shipping container, no windows, no air coming in. And it's, this is in Africa. This is in Northern Africa, Eritrea. And she goes in and she looks at after being beaten for this. And what she's being beaten for is passing notes to other prisoners with scripture verses on them that she memorized because she doesn't have a Bible. And they're trying to beat the Bible out of her mind. That's the whole purpose of this beating. And she looks at him in the middle of it and she says to the guy that was beating her, I don't hate you for you were just carrying out orders, but you need to know that I also am carrying out orders. You see, we don't get our orders from man. We get our orders from God. And Jesus told us to go and make disciples wherever we are even in the middle of a prison cell. And then the thing that got me after that, she got, she was thrown into this container after she was beaten nearly to death. 
And these are the words that she was singing as she went in. Thank you for the cold nights. Thank you for the hot days. Thank you for the hunger. Thank you for the sickness. Thank you for the bugs that bite my body. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That's what she was singing. We don't feel that way here in America. And it's the pulpit's fault. We want to sing thank you for allowing me to, you know, stand at the national anthem and thank you for, you know, the new BMW in my driveway. Yeah, thank you for the fact that we do have to wear a mask. We don't have to wear a mask. We, 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 again, yeah. we're, we've just lost focus on and, that. And that's the whole thing. I think in all of this, the bottom line is you asked what we could do. The main thing we can do is get into God's word, refocus where we need to be, refocus on God's word, God's spirit that lives within us, and live that out. Yeah, I I definitely think we need to refocus. I think we can start by just, if all the things that get us riled up, just asking ourselves, is this something like you said, pray that God even wants me to respond to or, or, or care about. Right. Um, and, and I think of Esther, you know, she was at for a time such as this, she was there for, at, at, and in the middle, she was a Jew where the King hated the Jews and he wanted her to be his wife, but didn't know she was a Jew. And she was there just where God placed her. So wherever we are, whatever we're doing, if you are a true Christ follower, you are where you're at because God wants you to be right where you're at. But he wants you to be active in doing his will where you're at. And I'm going to also share that her, the, the primary response that they used in regards to that ungodly act, which is the genocide of a whole people was to pray. That yeah. was that was their first res- go-to response before we jump up, before we make a Facebook post, before we, you know, call for, hey, let's let's have a whatever you call it, vote to get that person out and get another person in. Before we do any of that, let's, let's pray. Yeah, yeah. So that that's what we should do. Yeah. Um, and I will say this: that sermon is it on your Facebook page? I know I it's, saw it's um it's on it may be on my Facebook page. It's also in. Uh, Friends of the Persecuted Church group. So if anybody wants to go on Facebook and look for groups and look for Friends of the Persecuted Church, it's on that page. And join that page. And that page is there to promote and make aware of the persecuted. I try to post on it every day something that is going on in the persecuted world. Now, I know this doesn't have... It's not going to tie into responding to ungodly governments. It does a little bit, uh, but because you have kind of talked with and 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 been immersed in that culture of the persecuted church, what would you say from where the United States is today? What would you say are like three things that you see that could possibly happen that could move us towards that direction? We're not persecuted today. 
No, we're not persecuted. Yeah, what we've been talking about and saying that, oh, there's a law that they're trying. That's not persecution. Having to wear a mask isn't persecution. Not having to wear, uh, not being able to gather at a stadium. That's not persecution. No, persecution is where you are, um, you are targeted for your faith. So, um, you know, I think if we continue on taking God out of everything, which we pretty much have done, um, there's still there's still enough people, and there's still enough in the entertainment world and everywhere else that still has some Christ followers in it that we're not there yet. But when we get to the point where they say you can't go to church or there's only going to be one church building in Pittsburgh and everybody that's a Christ follower has to go to that church. It can come to that. It can come to that very easily. And, and we are on that path just by some of the remarks that are being made, not even laws, just remarks that are coming out of Washington, D.C., both Republican and Democrat, mainly Democrat, but both sides, that they want to control every aspect of what we're doing. And And I'm I'm not trying to be a conspiratist. I'm saying it's there. It's real. I mean, so we need to be diligent in our walk with the Lord. Um, Is your faith real? Or is it just ordinary, common, something I was always brought up to do? I would say even, is it is it even your faith? Or are you still clinging is, to your parents and grandparents? Right. Or, or the culture. Yeah. Or the culture. Um, um, when we decide to make a, a decision for Christ here in the, here in the Western Hemisphere, we still don't have to fear our families kicking us out of the house or, you know, getting turned into the place because we made a decision for the Lord. But many of our brothers and sisters, they do. Yeah. No no one's going to come banging on our door, drag us out and beat us in the street just because we decided to follow Christ. Right. But many of our, many of our brothers and sisters do at an early age, I'm talking 9, 10, 11 years old, being put out in the streets because they decided they wanted to follow Jesus instead of following the Muslim or the Hindu or the Buddhist, whatever it is. And and that's what some family members have done to their families because they came out as gay or transgender exactly. or whatever, and they put them out. And, and that puts us as acting the same as those people who are persecuting Christians. I hope that people see that. And again, it's not that we are promoting um, um, any sexual lifestyle outside of what God calls for in his word. I'm talking about how we treat people uh, regardless of their sexual lifestyle or their sin in their life or whatever. Um, That, 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 that says a big thing. And on that note, um, unless you have any other comments, I feel like I was just going to make, a transition is 
that is why a mother's love is so great. <laughs> That's good. I was going to because say, they, Mother's Day. <laughs> yeah, because they don't have their love is not conditional. A mother's love is never conditional. Now, I, I, I will say this: we're shifting to Mother's Day, and this is one of the benefits because we don't take commercials. We're not sponsored by anyone, so we don't right. have to really watch what we say, other than you know losing the three people that listen to us. Uh, but um, as we shift to this 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 Mother's Day focus, there are some people who, either because they had a bad mom or they didn't have a mom, or uh, maybe they can't be moms. They, they find Mother's Day hard, mm-hmm. um, difficult. Uh, and I even, you know, I made a, a, a thing in our, our pastor's group asking what would happen if they didn't give out gifts for Mother's Day. I was just trying to be funny. And there was some serious, there was some funny stuff. Yeah. There was some, here's what we give out. Uh, but apparently that's, a, that's, a, that's something you don't mess with, the giving out gifts to the moms yeah. on Mother's Day. I'm not for it or against it. Personally, I'm a little bit against it because I don't think, I think whenever we give gifts, we're, we're creating that consumer mentality. Yeah. You know, yeah. and like I see in some of the social media posts where I understand churches are trying to, hey, what are you guys giving out? Where can I get cups made and pens and this and that and the other to give the greeters? I'm like, we're, we're creating the consumer mentality. No wonder yeah. they see the church as like, a, a, you know, this consumer entertainment thing. Because, yeah. like, I, I don't see anywhere in any book of the Bible where when people came to church, they were given gifts. I saw where they brought their gifts to God. I didn't yeah. see where they were like, hey, here's a thank you cup and a mug and a, a T-shirt for coming. But yeah, um, mother's, it, it, mother's, mother's Day is huge in some places. And I saw where some pastors were like, we don't, we don't even talk about it. We don't celebrate it. It's not a religious holiday. Yeah. And, and, and they're right. It's not a religious holiday. Uh, it's not. Even though it was founded by a religious woman, a Christian woman, um, it's not a religious holiday. It is a day that we set aside to honor not just women. I mean, not just mothers, but women. We honor those who are dedicated to taking care of others. And, you know, whether whether they can have children or they do have children, if you have someone in your life that is like a mother to you, hmm. honor that person. You know, take them out to dinner. Take them, you know, send them some flowers. Yeah. They probably have a heart attack if they get them from you. <laughs> You know, but do something to honor them. You know, plant a tree in their name. I mean, do something that would be honoring to them. And in, in next month, we're going to do the same thing for dads. Yeah. You know, and, and, and the thing is, it, it's not to put them on a pedestal. It's not. I mean, I my mom has been gone for. Almost 40, well, it has been 40 years. She died in 1981. So she's been gone for 40 years. I've been alive longer than without her than I was with her. But yet I still honor my mom on Mother's Day. 
and I think, um, well, it's a it, there's a biblical commandment, you know, honor your mother and father. Mother and father, yeah. Uh, so I don't think there's any disrespect when the church takes time to honor mothers no. or honor fathers. Um, I also think uh, because, man, there's not a single person who has ever lived including jesus christ in the flesh who would be here without a mother exactly or a father <laughs> or a father so that definitely deserves to be honored um, right. i will say this though i have to give a shout out to this is one of the reasons why we created uh the facebook group the naps or nothing moms facebook group if you're a mom and you listen and, and go join that group uh, is to create positivity and encouragement for moms. doesn't matter if you're a single mom, working mom, stepmom, grandmom, uh, a stay-at-home mom, uh, stay-at-home sometime, work sometime, whatever, uh, adoptive mom, it doesn't matter if you're a mother. And as Mark said, you you're, you're just have that caring mentality of taking care and nurturing other people's then um and, and let me say i know there are some out there who don't <laughs> there have been mothers that just don't have that nurturing you know vibe that doesn't mean they're not worthy of being honored you know um the bible says to love our enemies sometimes our parents because of the way they treated us are our enemies we yeah. need to love them. We need to pray for them. We need to lift them up before God and encourage them. Yeah. That doesn't mean we may agree with everything they said or did right. or tell us to do, but we still need to honor them. And I think there are a lot of people out there looking for that. I was looking, I shared this, I was meeting last night with uh, the team that runs the naps or nothing moms Facebook group. Mm -hmm. And, um, I shared with them that on our website, I was looking at our statistics when I was uploading um, the video sermon from Sunday and I looked and normally uh, like the, the audio message or the live stream or the video stream, those are the most checked websites on our, mm -hmm. on our website. Um, the most checked, I forget over the last week or two was the live stream and then the naps are nothing moms group. Like, so Good. people, I don't know if it's guys and girls or whatever, but apparently people are looking for moms are looking for places of encouragement uh, to be encouraged, a positive place. Cause a lot of moms groups can be clickish. Uh, yeah. so shout out to them for, for just creating that level of encouragement yeah. for, for moms. Amen. And, and let me just throw this in too. If you are a, a guy um, and you know of a single mom that may be struggling right now, you know their kids probably aren't going to give them anything for Mother's Day because she won't go by herself something. Even if you're a couple in the church and you know someone like that, do something for that mother. Yeah. Even if it's just a gift card to go get groceries for the kids. Do something for that mother. Yeah. Yeah. Wholeheartedly. Yeah. So we're going to end on, on that note. Uh, and, and let me just say that 
We're praying that all of you guys have a happy and safe um, Mother's Day uh, and that you take time to honor the mother or mother figure uh, in your life. My mother passed away. Uh, There's a woman who was like a mother figure to me uh, still around. So I want to, you know, send a shout out to her uh, for Mother's Day, but as always, I'm going to ask Mark to close us in prayer, and then uh, we will be done. Father, we thank you for this time together. We thank you for the difficult topics that you put into our lives. If we didn't have these difficult things in front of us, we wouldn't know that you could be able to solve them. So we thank you for putting difficult things in our lives that we have to come to you to get the answers for. Father, we thank you for living in a country that we have the freedom to pray. We have the freedom to to worship. We have the freedom to, to talk to others about you. And we just ask that you would help us to make the most of those opportunities and be a part of spreading your word to those around us. Father, we thank you for our mothers. And we just ask now, Lord, that you would just comfort those who may have just lost their mother and need to be comforted at this time, that you would wrap your arms around them and give them peace. Be with the ones who are here that are struggling in their motherhood as single moms. Give them comfort, give them help. Bring someone alongside of them that can mentor them and disciple them and and be a part of their lives. And if that is us, let us be aware of that so that we can move and go out for it. We just ask, Lord, that you be with us through the rest of this week and until we meet again uh, on the podcast to just answer questions and find out your will for our lives in Jesus name. Amen. 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 I'll share this quickly too. Uh, um, mom's pod. Well, it was uh, our live stream, the mom's podcast. There were like three or four other things and then us <laughs> faith responders. So really? we were on the list. We weren't oh, at the wow. bottom. We were somewhere in the middle though. So uh, yeah, there might actually be four people listening instead of just three. Yeah. <laughs> well good good we're like we like to have as many as we can so share it share yeah, the podcast yeah. share this on your your websites wherever you're listening all right yeah.